Awesome. Man, I see a lot of faces out there. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited about today. God is so good. And it's so awesome. I'm, I'm just elated to see so many faces out there in the audience today. Faces I haven't seen before. And um, some I, have seen, I haven't seen in a while. But many years. Uh, some friends out there. So, uh, so nice to see you all. And I do see you. Uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity uh, to speak your word and preach your word, uh, to touch the hearts and minds of people um, all over this world, people that's listening, uh, not just in Muskegon, literally all over the world. And so we thank you for touching the hearts and minds of people that they would want to receive the gospel and hear the gospel message um, and believe in you, trust in you, have faith in you, have confidence in you to transform their life uh, and lead them in a path uh, of the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 The power of the cross. Everybody say the power of the cross. The power of the cross. It's, it's important to understand the power of the cross. Right? Now, uh, Easter is a very special time for believers. Uh, it's a special time because it's the time that Jesus uh, was found guilty, uh, not by uh, anything he had done, but by a plan that was put in place by God to redeem mankind back to him. And so the Romans really thought they had him, and the, uh, uh, the, the uh, religious community thought they were doing something uh, to please God uh, by uh, crucifying Christ. Uh, what they didn't know is that God had put the plan in motion thousands of years before it ever happened. Uh, so it really, the motion has started back in Genesis uh, when the fall had first taken place. Uh, God put the plan in motion to bring man back into relationship with him. Now, I just want you to understand something, that God really wants us to be in community with each other. He wants us to be in community and communion. And it's so important to understand that's what God wants. So we have to understand that because Satan He's doing everything within his power uh, for us not to be unified, right? Uh, so the pandemic was uh, in place, and, and it seemed like we would never, ever get back together. Uh, people could not even see their parents. They were not even allowed to, to visit their parents. But he really threw a monkey wrench in the pot, right? Uh, but Calvary was so powerful that it really overcame that. So, so the cross is... Uh, is a powerful, powerful force. And so we need to understand the cross. So we're going to kind of walk through it so you guys can get a deeper understanding of what it's all about. And I'm going to try to get this done in a short period of time, about two hours, and then I'll be done with it. All right? No, it won't be two hours. 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 Uh, so, so, the, so the power of the cross, why is the cross so significant? It's everything to us. Everything rises and falls with the cross. I want you to understand that. Uh, so the enemy has came on multiple occasions in multiple societies trying to defeat the cross and try to tell us, man, that it's not about Jesus Christ. It's not about Jesus Christ. They're just telling you something. Don't believe in that bull crap. There's no one man died for the sin of all. And, and they've been telling us this for years. But those who know, and know that they know. It don't matter what nobody says. 
right? They know he's real, but we got to convince those who don't know, right, uh, that he's real, that he's real. And, and he is real, and the evidence is you're here. I want you to understand that, right? And so when Jesus, we looked at Jesus, and we looked at his life as a human being, and he was a phenomenal, phenomenal young man from a very poor community. And, but he, has, he was a man that walked after righteousness. Now, you got to remember, he was two-part. He was both deity and he was human, right? So the human side of him, with his brothers and sisters and mothers and all that, he walked the earth and he walked in righteousness. Now, what God wanted to show through Jesus Christ, that every human being, regardless of who they were, they would be able to walk this earth in righteousness. And he wanted to show us that you can do it as a human. I know it's very challenging, and we're going to be challenged on every side. He said, but you can do this thing. And, and he gave you the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. And that's the power of the cross, right? The power of the cross, man, is the Holy Spirit, man, that God infused in you to be able to be productive in this earth. It's almost like you had a blood transfusion, right? Uh, and, and this blood transfusion, you died, and they injected you, man, with Jesus' blood and with the blood of Christ. And he brought you back to life, and he brought you back to life as one of God's chosen children. All right? So just imagine this. Imagine you're gone, right? And, and people look at you one way, but they come back and they see you, and you're a whole different person. That's what happened to a lot of us. A lot of us were living this life. And we were living any kind of way, right? And we were just doing it, and we was dealing with so much stuff, and God interrupted our life, right? And he brought us into a state, and, he, and we died to ourselves, and we came alive to him. And we became so impactful, man, we started changing the world in a major way. And we started in our own home, right? And so and we were never the same. Everybody said never the same. Never the same. When we accepted Jesus Christ in our life, he came to our life, and we were born again, we were never, ever the same, right? So let's kind of walk through this. So Paul is having this dialogue uh, with the church uh, at Corinth, and it's a very interesting dialogue, and I wanted to bring this one up, and the reason I took this passage of Scripture, because I think it's so important, man, to really show the power of the cross and the power of the Holy Spirit. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is having this conversation with the church at Corinth. And listen to what he says. He says, so we, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Now, if you're a King James person, read from the King James. I'm with you. I'm, I'm your ride or die. If you're in NIV, read it from the NIV. Hey, I'm your ride or die. So we rolling. All right? But I'm going to do the New Living Translation for some people so they can understand it, for those who are not Bible scholars, right? It says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. All right? At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we now, I mean, we know him now. now I want you to hear that. Hear what he's saying. Before we looked at Jesus Christ, man, before Calvary as his human being, but after Calvary, and we saw him, and he was resurrected from the dead, and the power of God raised him up from the dead, and he infused him with all this power, right, to conquer death, 
Everybody say conquer death. The greatest enemy who thought they had him, when Satan thought he had him, he overcame death. When Satan thought he had you, you overcame death. When Satan thought he had you and you had nowhere to go and your back was against the wall and it felt like it was all over, man, God resurrected you and gave you new life. So we don't look at Christ before we looked at him as a human. At one point, they looked at him as a human being, but when he was resurrected from the dead, he was a changed man. How many of you people looked at and they saw you one way? And they said, oh, they just faking because they see something different now. They see a different person now than you were before. And they can't eat. Listen, I want you to understand what happened. When God came into your life, he transformed you, right, into a new creature. All things passed away. I used to be this, but I'm no longer that anymore. I used to be this. But I'm no longer that anymore. Amen? Amen. So now, now, I want you to pay attention to what happened. So when it says we stop evaluating others from a human point of view. All right, my iPad is talking to me. I got to turn it off. It said you have choices. All right, let me turn it off. All right. Now, so, so, uh, and we, so when he looked at it and we looked at Christ and we looked at him as a human being and he walked the earth. Like every other human being, he did a lot of miraculous things, but they still didn't really recognize him as the Messiah until Calvary happened. So, so my iPad is playing games with me. I don't know why. It's, it's, I don't even know why it's coming on. But, but I'm Onika, come take this here away from me because his voice activated. All right. So normally don't, it doesn't do that. That's Satan trying to mess with me today. All right. Now, so, so they, looked at, say, they looked at Jesus, and they saw him as a human being. But when Calvary came, right, and he was resurrected from the dead, and when they went to the tomb to find him and he was not there, all right, they looked at him differently now, right? And so now they don't evaluate him like they used to evaluate him. They realize who he is the same way they did with some of you. I want you to hear me out. The same way they did with some of you, right? You're not what you used to be. Now, I want to offer you Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who's life transforming. He changes you, and he gives you the power to overcome you first. Why you first? He gives you the power to overcome your sin nature. Because your sin nature try to control you, but you have to die to it. It only happens when you understand Calvary and understand what Jesus did at Calvary. But you have to believe it with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. You have to believe with everything inside of you that God is real and what God did at Calvary for you. Now, it's, it's going to show up later on in the scripture as we keep going. Now, watch Verse number 17, it says, this means that anyone, now watch Calvary. This is the power of Calvary. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anybody who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior has become a new person. 
Everybody said new person. Now listen, now physically I didn't change. The reason why you did not change physically because you're nothing but dirt in your physical body. Remember your two-part being, your part spirit and dirt. The dirt don't change. What changes is the spirit man. The spirit man is the one that controls the dirt. It doesn't matter. That's why you can't be prejudiced about people or uh, people are racist and all these things because you're just judging dirt. If you want to judge a man or a woman, you got to really judge them by their spirit, by their spirit man. Who is controlling their spirit man? When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, the spirit man is transformed, and he gives you a blood transfusion. Now I'm infused with Christ. And watch what it says. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ now, right, has become a new person. The old life is what? Gone. And the new life has begun. Now, I want you to understand something. You may not change right away. The transformation has taken place in your life. People look at the dirt and they expect the dirt to change right away. But when you plant something, it takes a while for it to grow. And it's happening and nobody can see it. But guess who knows? God knows your heart. God knows the transformation has taken place. And the power of the Holy Spirit is eventually going to take over your body and your body going to manifest to the world that your spirit has changed and that you're a new creature. And there's some evidence of it. There's some evidence. When you want, it's some, there's some evidence. When you know you give, how many people ever had and they gave something and they really needed it really, really bad, but they gave it away, you know, and you had some, you know, you had some bill money or what, you knew you needed it and somebody else was struggling, they knocked on your door, they called you up and they told you I was, I'm really in a jam and you, and, and you gave it to them, right? That's how you know that there's some changes going on on the inside. That's when you know you have a blood transfusion. Something has happened on the inside because it's no longer about you anymore. It's about others. How many people, how, how many people know that sometimes something happens and you realize it, it's not about me, it's about others, right? And so the evidence, and if you always operating when it's about you, then you got to ask yourself a question, man. Did I really accept Jesus and what he did at Calvary? Because the evidence of Calvary is when it's not about me, but it's about others. So Paul is trying to tell us that. So he said, the old life, my old person, the old person that I was born into is no longer in power or control anymore, right? I'm a new creature, right? Now, the beauty of being a new creature is accepting God is now I'm in a kingdom and the king has all the resources I need and now I don't have to worry about anything because the king has access to the resources and now I trust him and watch this here. And I realize none of it is mine. None of it is mine. So now... The life has changed. Now I see things differently now. I, I, I'm a new person. I used to look at the person this way. But now when I see them, 
and I watch their behavior, I see them differently now. Because why? Because they've been transformed and transfused. Right? With God's spirit. So now the blood of Christ is operating in your veins. And now when I talk, my voice is different. When I walk, my walk is different. Everything is different. The way I interact with people is different. Every, now, if there's no difference, if there's no transformation, if there's no change in my life, then I have to say, did I really believe Calvary? Did I believe it so much that I accepted him into my life? Right? Did Calvary make a difference in my life? Why did Christ go to Calvary? If there's no change in my life, right? As I, this is important, as I commit my life to the cross, as I commit my life to God, everybody else benefits from it. Everybody come in contact with you benefits from you giving your life to Christ. And as others benefit, you benefit, right? Now, watch what he says here in verse 18. And all of this is a gift from God. Calvary was a gift from God to us. God loved us so much, man. He devised a plan, man, to bring us back into relationship with him. God devised a plan in place, man, in the kingdom that you guys will realize, like, I'm in the kingdom and my father is the king. And it's like the prodigal son, I'm coming home. And that's what he was doing. It says, and so, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us, watch this here, brought us back to himself. That's what Calvary did. Calvary was bringing us back to God. God had a plan in place to get us back in connection with him. Why was it important? Because God loved you. God loved you, despite your shortcoming, despite whatever's going on in your life, God never stopped churning and pulling at you. He's always saying, come. The door is open. Please come home. It's almost like your parents. Please come home. Baby, you don't need to be out there in the streets. Why are you struggling? Well, why are you struggling when I have everything here in my house for you? Why are you struggling? Why are you choosing the world when I have everything you need at my fingertips? Guys, I got everything. He said, I, and listen, I, all I'm just asking you to come back home. So it says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. So he says, how do I get you guys back to me? Through Christ. He says, when I brought my son into the world, and watch this here. He became the atoning sacrifice. Because whenever there was sin, they had to have a sacrifice. He said, I'm willing to sacrifice my life so you can have a better relationship with the Father. He said, I'm willing to suffer. You can spit on me. You can kick me. You can beat me. I don't, you can take your whip. You can I don't care what you do to me. You can, listen, you can literally kill me. I don't care. I want every one of God's children to be back connected with the daddy. Listen, I don't care how raggedy your life is. I don't care how bad the situation is. God wants you back home. 
And that was the purpose of Calvary. The purpose of Calvary is to say, I don't care what's going on. I know Satan stole you. I know Satan stole your body and was using it for a while. I know he stole your mind and made you think you were smarter than and you thought you can outsmart God and you were doing stuff and you realized there was a dead end. You had business deals that wouldn't go through everything. You thought you had the right girlfriend, you were smooth as silk, or the right man, you thought you were smooth as silk, and you find out they were no good because you tried to get them on your own merit. You thought, Jesus, I can get this one. I know I tried it. You know, I so said, I can get her. I promise. Oh, yes. Just introduce me to her. I can do the rest. Well, I had a few headaches. I remember hiding behind a tree crying one time. Right? Because uh, when you try to do things in your own might, that, that's when you know Satan got you. Right? And it's all about satisfying me and not satisfying my father. So I'm not working on behalf of Calvary. Calvary was a, a whole means of bringing us back into, and it was a gift, bringing us back to the Father. And he said, now listen to what he says. And God has given us that great task. Now, now listen, now I'm just having a conversation with the people who have already made the decision to make Jesus your choice. You've accepted Jesus Christ in your life. Raise your hand if you accepted Jesus in your life. Right, this is for you. And all the ones who didn't raise your hand, get to just eavesdrop for a second. Right? He says, and God has given you the task of reconciling, helping me. I want you to partner with me. Listen, God wants you to partner with him. God loves you so much, he said, listen. I can't do this thing by myself. I need you to work with me. He said, I want to give you my spirit. He said, and then I'm going to be in heaven, and then I'm going to work through you. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to love the hell out of people. I don't care what they're doing. He said, I don't care what their life is like. He said, I want you to love them. I, if they, I don't care if they're dope addicts, love them. I don't care if they are uh, 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 the worst thieves in the world. I want you to love them. I don't care what their life is. I want you to love them. Why? He's because I love you and you was one of them. He said, now I want you, I need to partner with you, right? And I want to I partner with you so you can help bring others back. That's what Calvary is all about. So Calvary was about Jesus dying and then he coming and he said, it was a group of people, it was going to be a small group of people that believed. And he said, yo, hey, you over there, you got it, yes. Now, I want you to do something. Now, I want you to work for me. He said, I'm going to pay you, right? You, you have to, this, ooh, that's good. He said, you ain't going to have to want for nothing. Listen, I'm going to, listen, he'll, he said, you don't have to work. He said, I got you. He said, I'm going to make sure you have everything you need. You ain't going to have, your family don't have to want for nothing. He says, if you partner with me, I got you. He said, you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. You say, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm with you because I've been struggling. Uh, I've been upside down in my bills and, and my health been bad. He said, just partner with me. I got you. I'm a healer. He said, I'm a deliverer. He said, I can do this, right? Now, I, th- th- I'm telling you, this is real talk. This ain't nothing to play with. I'm not just giving you a speech. I'm telling you the truth. Now, watch what happens. So now, and look at verse 19. I'm almost done. I got two more verses and I'm done. Here's what he said. This is good. Derek looking at me like, talk to me, pastor. Yeah, right. So here's what he said. 
For God was in Christ. Everybody say God. God was working through Christ. Right? And he was working through Christ because he wanted you to see Christ and see his life and see what he can do for him. What he did for him, he said, I can do the same for you and then and you can be even greater than what he was. That's why Jesus said the works I do, you'll be able to do what? Greater. That's why you got to stay with the gospel. You can't leave. You can't get your message from somewhere else. You got to get them from the book. Right? And understand how it works. But God was in Christ. Watch what he's doing. He was reconciling the world to himself. So Jesus was working hard to get everybody to come back and try to get all the cats in the kiddo. He said, y'all got to come on in. Come on in. No longer, watch this here, no longer counting people's sins against them. He was forgiving them of their sins. He said, because I can't have you operating with me, man, and not be righteous. So I got to forgive your sins. So he forgave their sin, and they loved him so much that people started living according to the gospel, right? Then he says this, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So God said, now listen, let me tell you what I want you to do. He said, I want you to go down there. He said, I want you to love the loveless. The ones who don't nobody care about, you know, you know the ones in your family who get on your last nerve. He said, I know, but the reason why they're getting on your last nerve, and I want you to understand this, don't you forget it, but you saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, and you got a mind to run on, and you know what I'm saying, right? He says, I want you to know something. I don't care what situation they're in. I'm empowering you and greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. He said, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. But you're not going out powerless. He said, I want you to understand something. You're greater than anything you're going to come up against. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what their life is about. You're greater than that. And know that you're never going to go into a situation alone. I'm with you. But you got to be sold out for me because Satan is going to try to partner with you as you go in. And some of the things, some of the stuff I delivered you out of, I'm going to send you back in. Uh, the Satan is going to try to tempt you to come back into it. But I'm telling you, greater is he that's in you. But I got to send you back in there because I can't send the other guy because he don't know how to deal with them. But you know how to deal with them, so they can't pull a fast one on you. That's why I brought you out of it. That's why I reconciled you. Now, I gave you the message in the ministry of reconciliation. Now, now watch this. This is important. All right? So then he says this in verse 20. All right? So we, everybody say we. Everybody say we. Now, I'm talking to the people that, the, the ones that, just the rest of y'all e-dropping. Just the ones that got accepted Jesus, right? So we are Christ's ambassadors. Now, this is important. I know those who don't know anything about ambassadors, right? I'm going to tell you about ambassadors. That's why I told you you don't have to worry about nothing in the kingdom, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. Nothing. Nothing. Everybody say nothing. Right? He says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. So God is making his appeal through us. Then he says this. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Now, now this is important. Right? God is making his plea through you. That's what Calvary is all about. Jesus came 
infuse you with the power of the Holy Spirit so you can go out and help win those who are lost back to Christ. Now, here's the deal. Guys, I want you to partner with me. He said, when you partner with me, you don't have to, you don't have to want for nothing. Right? When an ambassador goes to another country, right, he doesn't have to take money, food, clothes, nothing. He don't have to worry about his family back home. He don't have to worry about anything because the country is saying, I'm going to take care of you because you're an ambassador. He said, you got all the power. This hood is good. You got all the backing. Listen, you going over there and you got all the backings of the whole country. God said, you got the backing of heaven. God says, I'm backing you from heaven with all of my power. He said, you don't have to worry about anything back home. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about your bills, how you're going to live. He says, you just, if you do my will and represent me and don't, cre- watch this, and don't create treason and get over there and think you got the power and going to do you and not do the kingdom. What happens to people is uh, they go places and sometimes they feel so big and bad and powerful, they, all, they forget who they're backing and who's backing them. They don't realize, man, that God has gave you the power and he's put you in the situation and in the circumstance to represent him. And he's given you all his back. So in every nick and cranny, every corner, everywhere you go, every little dark alley, whatever, God says, I'm with you. He said, I I was watching. uh, 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 I'm always trying now. I used to watch stuff. Now I try to watch series and stuff, man, to see crazy stuff. And I like to watch because I get to see God in every situation. And I've seen people get in situations and they didn't realize how they're going to get out of it. And I think about us as Christ. Sometimes, man, we go as Christ ambassadors. We go in a situation and we don't know how we're going to get out of the situation. We don't know how. How did I get in that? But here's the thing. I, I went in, watch this, I went in to pull you out. I didn't go in the situation to get the best for me. I went in because there was something in there, man, that Christ, Christ sent me in so I can minister on behalf of him. I never move without moving on behalf of the king. As an ambassador, man, you can never move unless you're moving on behalf of the king. You can't go and move on your own will. When you move on your own will, you say, God, not your will, but my will be done. Let, let, I can handle this one, God. God said, you don't know who you're dealing with because this devil I created in heaven and he has a lot of power. I'm telling you what you're working with and you can't deal with him without me. So don't you think you can take him on without me? He said, I'm telling you, you can't take him on. He said, without me. You can't. Everybody said, you can't. You can't take him on. So then he says this, for God made Christ who never sinned, watch this here, all right, to be an offering for our sins. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. Why? So we can go out and do kingdom work. He made him to be no sin. Why? Because he wanted to empower us to move this world in the direction it's supposed to go. Listen, the Christian, the people who have accepted Jesus Christ, if we walk in righteousness and do what we're supposed to do, man, ain't no devil in hell can stop us. I'm telling you, man. Listen, there's not a devil in hell can stop us. We got to move, and we got to move like we are raw priesthood. Oh, I, I, I put that verse on there. Watch this here, and I'm done. I promise you I'm done. Once you had no identity as people, now you are God's people. 
Once you receive no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. And watch verse 19, I mean verse 10. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, or watch it, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for the call, for he called you where? Out of darkness into his marvelous light. You got to tell Satan, you got to go back to hell where you came from. You can't, listen, you can't mess, I ain't got time to mess with you. I got kingdom work to do. Jesus died on the cross so that you may live. And the only reason, the only reason some of you guys alive today is because of Calvary. Somebody was praying for you because you know you shouldn't have never got out of that situation. But somebody was praying for you. God had you on somebody's mind. He assigned somebody directly to you. You're like, how did they come in my life? Because God sent them in your life. Because you needed someone. Listen, we got to work together like never before. And those people who don't know Christ and don't know Jesus and don't have no relationship with God, and they say, I don't believe in the Bible, I don't believe in all that stuff. Listen, uh, here's, what, here's what I want you to tell them. Here's what I want you, I want you to tell them about Jesus. I don't want you to tell them about God. Don't do that. Here's what you do. Be Jesus with skin on. Just love the hell out of them. You just love the hell right out of them. You just show them God, man, through your actions. Don't talk it. Don't serve with your lips. Serve with your heart. Let God, because listen, what comes from the heart touches the heart. And when you sincere and you represent the king, you don't have to say a word, man. All you do is sometimes just show up. Just show up. I was, I was thinking about, uh, I called Darcy and, uh, on the phone, and I told Darcy, I said, how's dad doing? Is he doing all right? He would love to hear from you. Just come by the house. He just want to talk to you. That's what, that's what comes from the heart, touch the heart. Is that I just want to hear what you got. To, I, just, I just need somebody that I know heart is right. They, they, see, when your heart is right, you don't have to say nothing. You just need to be there. And people can feel your heart. Right? You ain't got to go, oh, God, here's saved. You need to get out. No. Love them. And when they see your life, and here's the thing. Be careful because once somebody feel your love, you almost can't get rid of them. Right? Because because when, when people when people when people know you love they want to be around you let come back again Bill said would you come back stop by I'll see you tomorrow I said I'll be there Bill I'll be there right so we coming right because that's what we listen that's why he gave us the message of ministry of reconciliation so we got to go and we got to keep on loving people and we got to keep on caring for people then people get to see watch this God in you. Those people who walk around to my man, you know God is Jesus. You just need to get saved. You ain't your Buddhist. You ain't this here. You're Jehovah Witness. Get out of my life. You're Jehovah. You can be a Jew. Whatever you want. Jehovah Witness. Buddhist. I don't care who you are. You will never beat me loving. 
Jesus said, I, they know you mine by the love you show. The, that's what Calvary was. Calvary was to infuse you with so much love that if you use it, it you will be able to bring people who are in darkness out of darkness into the light. Give the Lord a hand clap. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm so glad you all came. What a blessed day. Uh, I feel so good about this Easter Sunday. I, I, I was going to wear a, a real bright b b blue orange suit. So I should have been real colorful. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't want to look like no fool up here. But you know what I'm saying? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to accept him into your life. I know it's Easter Sunday. I know a lot of people say, man, they want to get it. People have a, um, a Easter Sunday is time when people, they, often they feel this commitment. They want to make this transformation. They want to change because it's Easter Sunday. I'm like, thank God for Easter then. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes, right? It doesn't matter to me. But I'm telling you, if you want to be on the dream team, right, if you want to be on the dream team, if you want to work closely with God, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want to offer him to you today. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died on the cross. Believe it so much that you're willing to give him your life and allow him to be the Lord of your life. And you got to share that testimony. You got to confess it with your mouth. Right? So the altar is going to be open for you, for those who don't know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, and they want to accept him to your life. And we're not going to keep you up here. We're not going to lay hands on you, make you flip, turn cartwheels, make you stand in a wall and holler, thank you, Jesus, until you bleed. We ain't going to do that. Right? We're just going to pray with you, right? We're going to pray with you. And for those, uh, if you need prayer and you want prayer, right, we want to pray for you, right? Uh, we want to do that. Would you give me some soft music, please? Right. So 